0: I'm on my way to City Hall. I've been there many times, but now there's a new face in the halls. Nate Duckett was elected our new mayor earlier this year, and he's agreed to brave my driving today. (laughs) Nate is following in some really big shoes, and I want to see what he's got on his mind as our newly elected leader. Is he thinking about oil and gas? Is he thinking about the power plant? Is he thinking about outdoor recreation initiatives? Is he thinking about downtown revitalization? Is he thinking about the new Star Wars movie? I want to know. (laughs) You know, I like doing episodes like this. This is where viewers get to see that our local elected leaders, our community leaders, our business owners are all just regular people doing the best they can to make our community a better place. And Nate is all of those things. He's the mayor, a community leader, a business owner, and a regular guy. You've seen this show before. This will not be a podium speech by the mayor. This will not be a bid to stay in office. This will be Ken and Nate, two guys in a truck taking a drive through town, chatting about things they'd like to see happen in their community. The city's faced with some important issues, and I've been talking with some really great people about economic development. I want to see what similar things are in Nate's mind. Want to see how it goes? Come along for the ride in Kins Think Tank. Kins Think Tank is made possible by the following sponsors. 505 Motorsports in Farmington is awesome. They sell vehicles of all makes and models, as well as four-wheelers, motorcycles, boats, RVs, and more. They even offer in-house financing and co signment If you want your vehicle to shine like a diamond inside and out, it doesn't get any better than Blue Diamond Auto Spa. From a quick and easy wash and go to a full detail, they're the best in Farmington. Give your vehicle a day at the spa. Mr. Mayor. Ken, we are picking you up from City Hall, your new home. Yeah. 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 As of this year. A lot year, of time. You, you, just got, you just got elected. Yes, sir. So first, congrats, congrats on the election. Thank you. Right on. You're following in big footsteps. Does that
1: intimidate you at all? There's a lot of big footsteps, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Tom Taylor, Bill Bill Stanley, Tommy Roberts, those are big shoes, man. Yeah. Those guys have been around for a long time, done a lot of good things. Yeah. For Farmington, so yeah. So you've been in you've been in office how, how long now? Well, I was city councilor for four years, and so I've been
0: mayor since March. Since March, yeah, March right. 13. So since you've kind of stepped over into a different part of the building, um, is it is it what you thought?
1: It is, yeah. and it's a lot more. Yeah, and it certainly is a lot more. I, you don't realize um, maybe the the status of the mayor's office. Sure. In regard and how people view it. Right. Um, and so, <clears> there's <throat> a lot of responsibility in that and, and people want the mayor to come to a lot of things and, right. and support their cause and so, yeah, it's, that's, been, that's been pretty interesting. Were you fully aware of all the, all the other stuff? No. That, right. No. no, and I think I try to prep myself just trying to think, you know, because I'm a 40 year old guy. I've got two sure. kids. Wife, wife's a nurse here at San Juan Regional Medical Center. Uh, I own an insurance agency here in town, so right. very already busy. I coach baseball, right. coach football, um, and I'm like, you know, when this, when this kind of all came up, we we're having conversations about what would what would stop me from pursuing this and trying to do the best I can for my community in that position. Right. And it was about time. You know, do I have the time and ability to commit to it the way that yeah. Tommy did? Yeah. And then, you know, Tommy's situation an opportunity there for him of course he's retired and right he's got more time sure um but I, I feel very blessed and I feel like I was in the right place at the right time with what was going on in my life um to be able to say I do have that time okay and I've got great staff at my my agency who take care of the clients very well and right um, fantastic wife and support group in my family and Everybody was on board, and so yeah, we're you know we're going full steam, and I'm excited to be to be in this role.
0: That does help to have you know have staff kind of taken care because because you're you're not making a living on being being the mayor.
1: No, you're not. <laughs> no. no, you're not. So it helps to have some kind of other some kind of other revenue. You got to have available. that other business. <laughs> and it's interesting. I mean, it's just an interesting thought here in New Mexico, and. You know our state legislators are paid a per diem. They're not paid a salary. They're paid for each day that they serve right. in Santa Fe or on a committee. Right. Um, when they're out outside of their hometown. So, <clears throat> in, in here, obviously, in this role as the mayor and council, I mean, it's ten thousand dollars a year to be a counselor and it's right. fifteen thousand dollars a year to be the mayor. Right. The county commissioner makes thirty-five thousand. Right. So it's a yeah, you either independently wealthy. Sure. Or you got another business, right? And uh, I think
0: that's that may be part of a misconception about about um, mayors and government and things like that. That you know, from TV and and uh, movies and things like that, sure. you've, you've got the 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 big rich mayor living on the hill and you know making all all kinds of ton, tons of money. Um, that probably came from somewhere else because the city well, ain't paying.
1: The no. city ain't paying. When you see guys like Bernie Sanders, <laughs> Bernie Sanders, you know, he didn't exist in the. Private sector at all. He was right. He's made all of his money in the public sector. Yeah. Um, so there is those misconceptions out there that people think you can get rich doing this. And, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a community service, and I yeah. I'm honored uh, to serve, and I just feel very fortunate to again be in the position I was when Tommy decided not to run for a third term. Right. And uh, be able to carry forward a lot of the economic initiatives that that we had been working on for the last four years, and kind of kind of push. A little bit harder on this idea of economic diversity and and really investing time and money into how do we transition from or or how do we spin off from really oil and gas extractive energy, sure. which is the core still the core employer uh, here in San Juan County, but how do we add to that? How do we get into some economies that we've never really uh, reached before and and try and make a go at it? So, right but I grew up in Denver and. When you grow up in Colorado, of course, you every city's got the best recreation you've ever seen anywhere. I mean, every yeah. every city's got a, a huge recreation center, multi you know, generational recreation center, and every, everywhere you go is outdoor recreation. Right. And Farmington has that opportunity. We've just never we just never really wanted to promote it or never needed to. Right. And that's something I talk about a lot too. Is we've never had to be imaginative. Everybody just got paid sure. because oil, gas, and coal was here.
0: Yeah, we we have been spoiled. I mean, we do have a pretty amazing um, parks and recreation oh, yeah. department overall, um, and that's that's in large part due to the the tax money that that we've had Absolutely. historically. Yeah. Um, and now it's kind of not there. It's a little bit uh, more difficult a to town. run. Yeah. Kind of build this monster, and now I can't feed it. Um, but. But yeah, I mean, expanding it outside of the city into the opportunities in the area um, a little more than, than what we have would be fantastic.
1: And we're this huge hub. We're just we're this huge retail and service hub, right? For so many people um, in this area up here, and we don't have an interstate, you know. And right now we're we're working hard on getting jet service back to our airport. We don't have a railroad. Right, uh, we're just kind of in this northern New Mexico void, where there's not any major transportation <laughs> right. at all. Right, and it's very different across the state. I mean, you can see rail crisscrossing across sure. the state, and up here we're blank. Yep. So we've got to capitalize on that, yeah, um, on being the hub that we are and the attractive city that we've become for so many people. The area that the city plays the biggest role in my mind is promoting it because all all of the fun stuffs on the outskirts, so to speak, right? right? The outdoor yeah. stuff. Yeah. But if you drove down Sound Boulevard, if you drove down Main Street, oh, okay. you wouldn't see a whole lot of signs that say, "Here's how to get to those things." And if you're somebody new to town, right? You might drive through there and just go, "Wow, well, yeah, uh,
0: it's not really there's much." A lot of retail <laughs> and industry, but I don't
1: see sure. what, what fun what fun is there. Right. So we're we're rolling out a sign package this year. It's awesome. Really, it is cool, man. Kind of big fun. Wayfinding signs and then destination signs. Okay. For cultural rec- outdoor recreation and um, and just regular recreation. Right. So, when I come in town from the east side and I'm going by Farmington Lake, I mean I'm going to see a sign that shows the emblems for mountain biking, uh, boating, golfing, right. baseball. I'm going to see these emblems on this big sign. And then as I turn, it's gonna direct me to go up Penny Hills Boulevard. Right. And then as, as I go by areas, it's gonna show a mountain biking symbol going up right. Foothills Drive. It's okay. gonna show um, frisbee golf course going up going up college towards Lions Wilderness Park. Right. Um, and then as we go past all those, you know, then it's gonna show the off-roading, going out towards Glade, out off the of Glade Road. And then the last one, of course, is the baseball complex and the tennis complex out there on. All right. So you'll just see this. And because there's so much stuff, of things peeling off, yeah. yeah. I mean, even yeah. driving down here, you know, a lot of people don't know there's river access. I know. Because <laughs> there's, there's, there's none, a few you spots, see, yeah, right. I mean, you wouldn't see anything here that says river access this right. way. And I look at organizations like River Reach that for 32 years now yeah. have focused their energy and time and fundraising on finding ways to, to build additional amenities on the river and promote the river. Right. Um, that's why we've got Riverfest is our biggest, you know, attraction yeah. for an outdoor event, um, other than Connie Mack. Sure. It's just a different kind of animal there. Right. But groups, we're working hard with these user groups, the mountain bikers, the off-roaders, horseback riders, um, trying to trying to really get their input, get their ideas, because we want them to take ownership of it, which right. a lot of them do, um, but also focus some... Of their fundraising investments on trail developments and trail improvements, and sure, making us the Moab of Northern New Mexico. Absolutely, you know? we've got every bit the
0: the possibility of 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 what Moab has. It's just a different sort of environment, which yep. which I contend is not a competing environment. It just provides, um, you know, we got to. Like someone who's interested in that, the the stops would be, you know, oh, definitely got to stop in in this area in Farmington. We got to do that, and then we're on to Moab, and and it's just those different experiences, right. kind of like going up and and doing the the mountain trails in in Southwest Colorado. Mm-hmm. You know, the same thing, doing those some of those loops. It's not what we have here. It's not what Moab here has here, but they're they're kind of non competing, and I think you know putting all that stuff in one bucket provides an overall experience that everyone benefits from. Um, I
1: think you're right. Yeah, I mean, I think if we're looking at how would people come to Farmington if they were going to... if I, And I, I think I have to look at Phoenix and that market down there and sure. say, if I'm somebody in Phoenix who loves mountain biking or I love off-roading and I'm going to Moab, we need to be bringing them up through, through Farmington. You know, Cortez has some amazing mountain bike areas. Durango's yeah. got amazing mountain bike areas. And then they can shift up that way um, and go towards Moab for that for that final order, and then they can go up to Grand Junction and Fruta, which has been blowing up with uh, mountain biking right, right. now. Right, and we got two yeah. campgrounds that have just been built in the last year. Yeah, the one at, at Brown Springs in the Glade, so right. three miles off of Finney Hills Boulevard, um, which just behind behind that area is some of the most beautiful off roading you'll see anywhere in the world. I mean, yeah. it's just awesome. Uh, views of La Plata, views of Jackson Lake from up there. I mean, it's right. awesome. And then we just built the one at Farmington Lake. Right. Um, so, I mean, anything you could want to do outside, this is, this. we want to be that hub. Yeah. Because uh, you can do it. I mean, the stuff they're doing at Navajo Dam right now at the marina, just amazing, beautiful. That's got to be one of the best marinas in the world. As a matter of fact, I think it was picked in some marina contest as, uh, as you like, Top three marinas in the United States, or Western United States, or something. Yeah, I mean, super They put so cool. much investment out there. Yeah, really cool improvements up there. <laughs> that was my first job. Here. Was it? Yeah, my June, my summer before my junior year of high school. A buddy and I got hired by Alan Hawkinson, uh, who was one of the owners out there. Great guy. Yeah, and uh, he <laughs> hired us for the summer, paid us a thousand bucks a month. And, yeah, man, we worked the marina, and that was it was awesome. I mean, you know, dealing with all the houseboats and yeah, pump pumping out the, the yeah. black water from the houseboats, <laughs> uh, running the dock, you know, the store, the gas station, uh, anchoring the the marina, you know, as the, as the water ebbed and flowed. So that was a blast. Those are experiences you don't forget. Oh yeah, you know? yeah yeah.
0: <laughs> so w- with all these economic development things a lot of them um, do point back to to transportation or, or accessibility and where yeah. we're really not all that convenient to get to right and that's always been an issue um, and the airport plays a, a big role in that and really I've, I've heard some I've heard some efforts that that we're in the way before you came in office um, of trying to get service back up there and and whatnot. So how are how are those efforts? There was something about um, extending the safety area, um, which is way lower cost than you know extending runway, right, right. But the safety area, which would allow us to upgrade and have the uh, bigger the bigger planes here, which we used to service, but because the safety regulations, regulations changed all that, yeah. Sure. So now they're not allowed to
1: land here. Um, but are those things kind of moving forward? And you know, I'm glad for Ari. I'm actually glad you, you mentioned that. We we were just awarded an $800,000 grant. Nice. To 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 go out and, and market Air Service Jet Air Service to our area. Yeah. FAA is um, really working with us in our plan. Mike Lewis, the airport manager, or the guy is dynamic. You know, he's the airport manager of the year. For an airport that doesn't have right, that's a service. Honestly, I was like, "Wow, that's okay." But Mike's been working tirelessly at this at this plan and finding trying to find the workaround. Um, and I think I think the FA is on board. SkyWest Air Provider they're they're interested in flying out of here, but they've got to have that that EMAS area that they speak of at the right. end of the runway. That needs to be there. So we're we're hopeful that all the grants we're going after they're going to come through the FAA is going to fund us and you know for the for the sake of our federally elected officials up here senator heinrich's been um been been amazing yeah and jim dumont who works out of his office here in farmington they have um really worked hard on our behalf in regards to the airport and trying to do what they can from from their seat uh in washington and so we're We're hopeful. I mean, we're optimistic that what everybody's telling us is going to come through. But this grant that we just got—I mean, this—that's big money. So we're going to put it to work now and try and find—and even in the interim, if we can find a a smaller service that can come in because they do exist. The problem is, is if you're flying over the mountain in a. Yeah. (laughs) Single-engine <laughs> aircraft. <laughs> it's kind of a it's a rough deal. That's been part of the issue
0: is that you know we we have to have those smaller planes because of the safety regulations and things yeah. like that, and and it's becoming um, I don't know how how much longer that kind of thing will last because it's it's becoming a, a burden to it's not cost effective for yeah. for these airlines to run those kinds of flights. Right. And so they just don't really want to do it. Nope. Is is the issue? We
1: want them to do it, yeah. <laughs> but they're going. Eh. Well, a lot of those companies in this where they still exist in these regional airports because in 2014, 2015, when they most recently put forth the regulations that required the co-pilots to have 1,500 hours of windshield time, as well as the pilots. Right. Uh, that's when all the big the big air companies started sucking up all the pilots from the smaller sure uh, regional airlines. And that caused that huge pilot shortage, and so and we're in a position here, unfortunately, where we don't get the FAA funding to subsidize actual air service. Sure. So there's a difference between the money we're getting, uh, being able to put it into the airport versus money we can actually give to an airline. Right. And a lot of those regional airlines who still exist, they are subsidized, you know, million dollars a year. Sure. Yeah. Uh, which is a huge incentive for them to, to operate there. So. I mean, we've asked the question of ourselves as a city. I mean, is it worth a million dollars a year for <laughs> us to subsidize an airline to come in here? And that's a big chunk of change. That is a big question. A, I mean, it's we're dealing with a budget that's right fifty-two million dollars, and you take a million dollars out of that. Yeah, where are you going to pull that million from? Yeah. So, but it's a need, and the community the community recognizes that. One of the other big initiatives we're we're trying to work on is promoting us as a retirement community. Uh, because of you know, three hundred days of sunshine, no natural disasters, right. low electricity, low low water costs, low taxes. I mean we're the lowest taxed city yeah. in New Mexico. <laughs> yeah. I mean all these yeah. things play into this if I'm on a fixed income, um, that's it's a great place to live. I mean. Right. And if I'm interested in the outdoors, it's an even better place to live. Great medical right. community. But if you're a grandma or grandpa here and you want your kids to get it, to come and see you with with the grandkids right it's not as easy as if you live in Phoenix sure or Florida or
0: what are besides economic development what are kind of the 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 bigger things um, affecting the city right now what are what's what weighs on your mind
1: uh, San Juan Generating Station weighs on my mind a lot I mean, it's just that's gonna be a huge it's going to be a huge loss to our community when they shut yeah. that they shut that mine down shut down the power station um you know dealing with with a lot of the unknowns i guess uh, yeah. because we're we're having to transition that that to me is the part that it's just the broader picture right and how are we going to keep families here how are we going to keep attracting people to this area and doing all we can in that regard and it all comes back to the economy i mean it really does because if we can find some of these answers if we can have some success in these areas that we're focused on you know rising tide raises all boats right and then everybody benefits and downtown construction that's another big thing that you know we're obviously invested in right now and that's going to be a multi-year process of revitalizing that and getting people through the through that period getting the businesses through that period working hard to uh, minimize the impact to them right because we know that the the big picture view is it's going to be a i think it's going to be a home run you know i really do it's it is a public private partnership yes really trying to be founded and you know we're driving down downtown main street right now and i mean this area two two years from now is going to be a whole different area yeah um it's it's going to have wider sidewalks for outdoor seating and and for people who have restaurants or right. who wanna have sales outside of their stores, this is gonna be a great area for you and it's gonna be much more walkable. you're gonna have the roundabouts, of course. I know there's some controversy on that, but I think it's gonna be really it's gonna be a home run. Yeah. My son just went into the Tales of Tomorrow comic book store the other day, so it was awesome. Yeah. Um you know my aunt owes this business right here, All Star. Very cool. Great restaurants. I'm taking a friend to the chili pod today. Yeah. Gonna, yeah, can we get these people to sponsor your show? <laughs> Maybe talking about it. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of good things and I, if I could get a message, really a, a key message across, the thing that weighs heaviest on us is the San Juan Generating Station. That's the mine and the generating station. You know, 1,500 direct and indirect jobs that are associated with that yeah. endeavor. Um, millions of dollars of lost revenue if they close that down for for not just. Those families, of course, but the cities and the schools and everybody who benefits from power being generated here in our region. So, you if know. we looked at their plan, four years from now is, is what PNM says they're they're going to shut it down. Okay. Um, we have we have a very small window, in my mind, of opportunity at this point to invest in this community and kick off some of these initiatives, and in order to reap the benefit. Right. Prior to them prior to the tax base taking that hit. Sure.
0: You um, you graduated at Farmington High in 96? Correct. Yep, 1996. Right on. Yep. And so University of New Mexico. Right, you went to UNM, so you yep. got your, your uh, degree in- Bachelor's Cri- in Criminology.
1: Criminology? Yeah. Right on. That was the third choice. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> what was the first choice? The First choice, I went in there as an education. I wanted to be an administrator. Okay. Uh, Frank Stimmick was my vice principal Seriously. in high school, and he was—he was like my idol, man. I just—I wanted I to be love like Frank. I that Stimmick, guy. Man. I love him. Such a great guy. Yeah. Then I worked for Hastings Entertainment for 12 years, and ran stores for them in right Texas and Arizona, and back here in Farmington. So when did you, when did you
0: move to Farmington? I know you graduated Farmington. High, But did sure. you
1: did you grow up here? Or you said you grew no, up. No, in... I moved here the first. First day of two-a-days uh, my sophomore year, so okay. we're probably, yeah, August August of 93. Yeah. So I spent all three years here at the high school. Cool. Great high school. Great experience. Your wife, she works at um, San Juan Regional? Yep, yep. She's been there since 06. Labor delivery nurse.
0: Oh, really? Yep. Oh, that's got
1: to be fun. So it's been her passion her whole life. Yeah,
0: very cool. And then you've got um, a son and a daughter. Is it? Yeah, that...
1: My daughter's 14. She's okay. at San Juan College High School, so she just finished her first year there. And yeah, she's a 14-year-old junior in high school. I mean, that just blows me away. <laughs> it's awesome. My son <laughs> is 10, and I remember they're, they're both straight A kids. And she's in, into theater and those things. He's into sports and playing the drums. So
0: nice. So do you have a drum set in the house? Oh, yeah. <laughs> does it get pretty noisy? It's
1: awesome. Yeah. She plays piano. He plays drums. Yeah. And you know, surprise, I, I got this drum set from Crash Music in Aztec. Yeah. And great drum set. That was really a great deal. Brought it home, put it in the living room, <laughs> and, it, and it has stayed there. Uh, really? So he goes, he does his lessons, he practices nice. at home, and... And I got him a set of, of ten inch. Um, uh, they're not JL Audio, but they're really good. They're they speakers that DJs take on the road with them. Uh, oh, nice! My goodness, <laughs> jams and it's 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 fun.
0: Growing up, did you ever think I'm going
1: to be mayor one day? You know, I don't I don't know if I ever had that exact idea. I don't think anybody really does. No, I, I remember how much I loved when I moved to Farmington, though. Yeah, um, and. I mean, I moved here and just immediately made some great friends, and fell in love with the city. And by when I left, I didn't think I would come back. I mean, yeah, it was one of those things. Sure. I wasn't sure that I would come back, and uh, but we did, and it's the best thing that I could have done. I mean, you, you look at pathways in life and where you end up, and how I ended up here in '93 uh, was unfortunate circumstances, but it was the best thing that could have possibly happened. Sure. Yeah. And, I'm proud, proud to be here, and proud that people believe in me and what we're trying to do. Yeah. That's 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 really. Yeah. 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 Well, cool. Well, thanks for for going on this ride with me. Man, excited! Excited yeah. to watch the episode. Yeah. yeah. So.
0: If having, I wonder what that is. Yeah. Maybe they maybe they they heard I kidnapped you and they're setting up roadblocks. To- right. <laughs> <laughs> <entire box>. Yeah. <laughs> Think Tank is a web series talk show recorded in video format and converted to audio for this podcast find all video and audio episodes at kintsinktank.com i know who you are i know what you want if you're looking for print and radio ads i can tell you that's not what i do but i do have a particular set of skills skills i have acquired over a very long career skills that make me a godsend for business owners like you